0: Welcome back to the Line to Gain Show podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon here as always with Mike Parker. Mike, how's it going, man?
1: It's going pretty good. We got off a really good week of football last week. Man, when we we're looking at those games, it didn't look exciting. No, but things are starting to fall into place here.
0: And they really are, and we're gonna go over some powerings and and just to let you know this is our, I guess, episode 17 of season two of the podcast, looking back at uh, week 16 of the 2022 NFL season. So it is. Yep. Uh, without further ado, Mike, let's uh, let's dig into these these uh, our our sports betting uh, blunders for this week. Actually, I'm feeling real good right now. But I'm gonna let you go first.
1: Well. We'll start with the bad news. That's me. Full stop. All right. So, um, my first bet was Jacksonville minus one and a half. I nailed that versus the Jets. Uh, they won by more than a point and a half. And I had a Zay Jones touchdown. I was really shooting for the moon there. It was plus 428. Zay Jones couldn't catch a cold on Thursday last week. So, um, I ended up losing that bet. I know we
0: were texting back and forth, and you're like, you're like jeremy he's like here comes Zay jones touchdown right here and i was like oh man it i looked like I, they were I needed moving travis atn because i had him in my fantasy on my fantasy playoffs so anyway
1: say yeah. jones looks so good the week before i thought he could get like a couple downfield plays but those really those defensive did. backs for the jets that secondary is pretty darn yeah, good yeah they're good man they're all right
0: then there's like a big dust up this week speaking of the Jets secondary between uh Tariq Woolen and uh, Sauce Gardner, we can chat a little bit about later. I don't know if you've heard of Oh, like that.
1: a dust-up, like well, new, like, n- like a locker room fodder dust-up. Yeah, up.
0: like Sauce Gardner said, I don't know who uh, who would have gotten more votes than me for, uh, I don't know if it was for Rookie of the Year for Pro Bowl at cornerback or whatever, and it's Tariq Woolen. And everybody's like, man, you know who it is. It they was they it was Pro Bowl. Act- he, yeah, okay, he it, got it, more so votes. He, he just tried to be like, I don't know who... Yeah, who yeah. could have got more vote, votes than me? Everybody's like, you know who it is. There's man, honestly
1: so. no reason to throw shade like that. No, so honestly, it was interesting. All right, I don't
0: think Tariq Woolen really said anything back. I think there's more matter. fans on. The I internet. did
1: like him when uh, he he ran into. I think it was a th- Thursday night game. He ran into. I think it was against the 49ers. He ran into. Um, what's his name? Who's <laughs> on? The- He's on the he's on the broadcast. Xc. Like, oh, uh, Richard Sherman. richard Sherman, Yeah, 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 yeah. no, sorry. And just yeah, was I, I like totally. Exactly he like hugged him twice. Yeah, like he, totally. Like, him and then they were it, like, oh, was,
0: man." And then he like went back. He's like, "Can I get another hug?" And yeah. It was so. It was cute, man. Oh, yeah, it was Pretty know, it was, adorable uh, moment. Yeah, was, like, but in like great. a
1: very like this. Like you could he, just tell he's he, a mentor kind of way. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Not creepy. At all, right? <laughs> all right. Exactly. So my next loss, I had Seattle plus nine and a half. I just figured we could move the ball against that defense, God, and man. we could keep it, you know, within ten points. And I got hammered on that. That was, you know, minus one ten. But you know, obviously, I lost. I had Atlanta money line at Baltimore. This was, hmm. I thought, like you know, Ritter looked good, but I thought they could put up enough points to to keep it keep it close and then i had washington at san francisco money line uh i picked san francisco money line i won that that was plus 404 um yeah and then i lost that um and then finally tampa bay at arizona i was really hoping for arizona just to sneak one um but they've been they're decimated so uh they ended up losing in a close game yeah as soon
0: as that game went to overtime i was like this is a wrap
1: yeah there's no so minus 100 so i'm down 400 for the week and that hammered me i am now minus minus two thirty six,
0: ninety three. 93 Ugh. on the year that is on the year
1: i'm okay. back i'm back into the red
0: all right all right what do you got tell me about I, all I your feel like I was wonderful at, news i'll have to listen back i was either at a hundred dollars left or i was at zero dollars so one of the two but this week i i'm i'm in the uh in the black here so um one way or the other i'm in the black so I, my first bet was the chargers minus four against the colts and they covered that easily um then i turned to the 49ers minus seven versus washington they covered that i think they won by by 16 or something like that and uh then i had jacksonville new york jets under 38 the um, the tried and true Thursday night under bet and yeah, so uh, nailed smart. that again. <clears throat> so, so smart. I have
1: yet to do that. So smart though. Uh,
0: you know, I, yeah, I, I, I ran it back this week. So Good job. Uh, anyway, so I got three. Uh, so yeah, I, I won $300 bets. And so I'm I'll I'll check back. I I know you're all waiting on the edge of your seat, but it, so I'm either plus 200 <laughs> or plus 300. I'm not sure.
1: Not bad. So not bad, my man,
0: or no, I guess I'm either plus 400 or plus 300. Depending. I was either at zero or, or plus 100 going in. So Yeah. All right. So let's get to these uh, these games, Mike. And I think we're going to do like a little bit more abbreviated look at some of the crappy games that we're on for a lack of a better word. But um, yeah, yeah, let's let's dig in. Yeah, we'll
1: do our best to keep it brief, but it's me. All right. (laughs) Jacksonville at New York. Um, I felt like this was a fun game to watch for some reason. Um, It was the battle of the first and second picks of the. of the uh, 2021 NFL draft, right. and, uh, you know, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, so um, it was pretty cool to see that. And um, good
0: Lord, do they look like they're on different tra- trajectories, <laughs> yeah. right? now? Yeah.
1: Lawrence really looks has looked really good for the last seven or eight weeks, and although he didn't get to that 300 passing yard, he did finish uh, 20 for 31, 65%. Uh, two twenty nine passing and fifty one yards rushing and a touchdown. So well,
0: shout out to the Jets. I mean, the Jets have a good defense. So shout out Trevor Lawrence for you know being able to yeah. I mean, he. There, I I don't feel like that game was really ever in doubt.
1: Yeah, was, um, I think the big story here is uh, uh sack Wilson. I've decided to call him um, was pulled uh, in the third quarter for uh, Chris uh, Drievler. I've never knows, I've never guy. heard of this guy before. He, he was a little bit of a Taysom Hill type player, a very strong ru- runner, but limited in passing. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it s- did
0: spark it up though. Like it was kind of fun. Like once they put him in, it was, it was a much, more it's fun such
1: a new watch. look. The defense took an entire drive to basically settle in and figure yeah. it out, but they, they figured it out as the, as they moved into the red zone and stopped them on fourth down right. turnover on downs. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, finished nine for 18. That's obviously 50% for you, uh. Uh, mathematicians out there. uh, 92 yards and an interception. He also took, uh, again, three sacks for 21 yards. So he likes 10-yard sacks.
0: Yeah, apparently. Not just terrible. I mean, yeah, he's terrible. I don't know how. I sent you a picture of a card. I think it was like a Flawless or National Treasures, like rookie patch auto of Zach Wilson that was... $5,000 $5,000 like three months ago on eBay and now it's $150 and I was just laughing and I might just buy it because like if he does do something at some point like it's a $150 lottery ticket that could you know if he blows up and starts winning Super Bowls but um I feel like more like he may blow up and just disappear
1: maybe he needs to invest in FT- FTX while you're at it <laughs> no I think no, we, we joke and I, I wasn't too worried about like your position. Let's wait and see with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. It was your approach <laughs> yeah. to like yeah. logically putting that in your brain. Right. Like your argument w- was a little sketchy at he's, best. He's not good, man. Not like, yet. You
0: were right. I was wrong. You're smart. No, <laughs> anyway. um, yeah, that, it, was, it was terrible. So, all right. So, what do we got next?
1: Beat that one to death. All right. Moving on to Buffalo at Chicago. Chicago kept it close in the first half. Yeah. They, uh, they were, were leading they were by 10 6. Yeah. I was yeah.
0: like, whole. I saw that score flash across. I was like, typical
1: first half Chicago, like really tightening the screws defensively moving the ball, not putting a lot of points on the board, but they looked okay uh, for sure. However, in the second half, uh, both Josh Allen and the Buffalo defense stepped it up. Allen uh, went all Josh Allen on everybody and Mm -hmm. uh, threw a TD rush for one and uh, drove the offense uh, offense down the field for another two uh, TD drives. Um, the defense held Chicago to 13 points and had two takeaways. So of that 10 points, they only allowed uh, three points in the second half. I think that's the story. Josh Allen just decided to just kind of level up, and the defense is playing pretty good over the last few weeks. So yeah, they no, really stepped it up.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about that one. Buffalo – is like one of the best teams in the league Chicago's one of the worst and that's what it looked like so
1: all right moving on to one of the shittiest games of the week New Orleans at Cleveland <sighs> Dalton looked terrible Watson looked terrible they had a 44.3 and 47.1 passer rating respectively someone had to win this game and thank God it was New Orleans yeah. um, they're actually still in the hunt for the NFC South title but Cleveland has been officially eliminated
0: thank God
1: Anything to add there?
0: It, it was it was so bad. I all I saw was highlights, and there weren't many of them. Yeah. And you just pretty much covered the game, so I'm gonna do, let's just move
1: on. Keep that. it pushing. All right, Seattle at KC. Uh, Seattle couldn't tackle or cover Tra- Travis Kelsey. That was my biggest takeaway of how they played. Mahomes looked great again, um, and uh, this game didn't feel close as the score might have even indicated. I think I thought I said the other day when we were chatting, and they scored thirteen, they scored ten um it just it felt like it was even worse than the i think it was a 14 point deficit so um it they just got played off the field um at least seattle looks good with their shirts off so that's one thing we can uh what are we doing put in our pocket
0: yeah they i mean those those guys look like freaking characters from a marvel movie or something like they were cut to shreds but um it was yeah yeah the 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 game wasn't even as close as the score was. Yeah, it was, it was. yeah, it was pretty terrible. I was, you know, I was happy that the the Seahawks defense held Kansas City to twenty four points, but I that's mean, been
1: their average though of scoring. Yeah, you know, over these last few uh, last few weeks, they haven't been crazy that offense, but they're just they're they're moving so smoothly down up and down the field. Yeah, it was. They haven't, they haven't really needed a shootout yet. We'll see what happens when it gets I, like that. Look,
0: I went up. I'm in two fantasy football leagues. I'm in the playoffs in both of them. And the Seahawks defense held Travis Kelsey somewhat in check in that game. And I appreciate both of them. Or I appreciate the Seahawks doing that because I was going against Kelsey in both leagues.
1: so There you go. All right. Next one. New York Giants at Minnesota. Man, another fun game uh, from Minnesota. I wouldn't call myself a "quote unquote" Minnesota fan per se, um, but I did root for them in '98 when they lost to Atlanta in that championship I was game. For too, you know, Randall yeah. Cunningham, Randy Moss, uh, uh, Chris Carter—that high-powered offense was a lot of fun. In '09, I was rooting for them uh, and Far before I found out he was a piece of shit. <laughs> um, that all said, I'm still not a believer in this team. There no. are just too many flaws, offensively and def- defensively. But I will be damned if this team doesn't find a way to win these games. I man, just still so don't understand
0: intense. it. I had a little bit of money on this game. I had in Minnesota. I had a parlay going, and Minnesota was part of it. I just had them on the money line, so all they had to do was win. And that, like, I was about to jump for joy when that 61, like, that was so intense, man. Like, that was fantastic it was so much fun to watch yeah it was that 60 61 yard field goal to win the game man
1: walk off like, well, we have to fantastic. shout out shout out uh, Justin Jefferson who is now the Vikings all-time receiving yards and receptions single season uh record holder he still has 2 games left Impressive. so he did it within a in 15 games so when you compare we mentioned last week yeah. about comparing records across uh season 15 right. uh, 16 and 17 game seasons uh, this is one you can he can put in his back pocket. He would have broke it, uh, you know, f- ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, exactly. Good, good job by him. Yeah,
0: no, nice job. I, I, I'm a big fan of Justin Jefferson, so that's great.
1: All right, he makes uh, uh, Kirk Cousins look good. I mean, that's he difficult. He does. All right, Cincinnati at New England. Uh, Cincinnati got up to an early lead in this game, 22 nothing at the half. Um, but then a bad throw by Burrow opened the door for New, uh, New England. Uh, Mac Jones has a horrible couple of throws that go his way. I, I just can't believe how this happened. Know, um, there was that Kendrick Bourne had a huge 32-yard reception in triple coverage. I'm not, I'm not even sure yeah. why Mac Jones threw that. That set up a New England touchdown in the red zone. Uh, he actually scored that, um, that touchdown in the end zone there. And then the wing and the prayer throw uh, that bounced off I think of Bourne, and it was uh, caught by Jacoby Myers. and Just like a ricochet, uh, Hail Mary-type pass. But in the end, the uh, Cincinnati defense forced a fumble in the red zone to end the game. Uh, Cincinnati uh, has a huge matchup next Monday uh, night versus Buffalo. Um, I also – somebody pointed this out. Well, several people pointed this out on Twitter. I didn't even notice it at the time, but that Mac Jones undercut going for Eli Apple, he seems like a real – Asshole, for that kind of shit, like just screaming at people, I guess, and then just diving at somebody's legs. I mean, it wasn't even part of the play.
0: Yeah, that's I I hate that man. I hate that. No room for
1: that in this game.
0: No, no. Um, yeah. Watch him. He's
1: gonna get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna get out there and they're just. He's gonna
0: gonna be like, uh, what's Mason Rudolph just getting his ass beat on the bottom of the pile? He better be careful with that stuff (laughs) because people
1: are taking note in the league. Yeah, I bet. Watch out.
0: Um, yeah, this was actually another part of that same parlay I had with the Minnesota game. And I think I I think I had the Bengals just on the money line as well. And so I was like s- sweating bullets when they came down and uh, New England had like they went from 22 nothing to like what, 22-18 and then they had the ball like at I was, was nervous. Yeah, they were like ready to score again, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Thank God somebody punched the ball out from uh, Ramondre Stevenson and got the uh, Cincinnati was able to recover. Yeah, man, him what
1: it's been three big fumbles or something and a boneheaded uh, lateral and in the last three does games. Not
0: put up with that stuff,
1: man. I don't know. Maybe he does now. I mean, it's it's a new Could world be, with with, with Matt like Patricia it. at offensive coordinator.
0: Seems like it.
1: All right, moving on. Detroit at Carolina. Uh, this game, uh, Carolina broke Detroit. And their three game winning streak um, with it was just running game and solid defense. That's all. I mean, that's been the where they've hung their hat all year Um, when they're not firing on those cylinders. They lose. Right. Um, Yeah, You
0: can't ask Sam Darnold to do too much. I think if you just have him managing the game, like tell him to hand the ball off, don't turn it over, hit open receivers
1: like he's able to do enough. Carolina Jay, had 320 rushing yards That's and wild. three touchdowns. That is so wild, yeah.
0: that seems like, yeah. And you would think, man, like, and Dan Campbell seems like such a defensive minded head coach just cause he seems so gruff. Like he seems like a linebacker, not like a, an ex linebacker, yeah. like an ex tight end to me. And seeing him seeing one of his uh, teams give up 320, whatever yards you said uh, in rushing yards is, is pretty shocking.
1: Well, they're, they're at the back of the league, I think, bottom five as far as rushing defense okay. right now in the league. So it's um, it's stacking up on them for sure. I think they're at about 145 yards a game on average. Even, you know, So not looking good. Um, we'll see what happens in the, as we get closer here. Uh, Carolina plays Tampa Bay next week, and uh, I believe they will win. They'll put them in I a first mean, place in the NFC South.
0: I think they'll Oh, yeah, maybe it won't like they, if they win out I think they make the play
1: there well at least though if they went beat Tampa Bay they will be in first place okay. and then we'll see what happens they have to go play New Orleans after that mm. and it, uh, that
0: division is crazy man
1: I'm probably gonna get uh eight and nine
0: I would imagine yeah for well the winner the, yeah there. I mean the uh, there's a possibility that the I think that the last NFC wildcard team is eight and nine as well.
1: Yeah, we'll take a look. Sorry, I actually yeah. have a – I added some stuff in addition to our uh, power rankings where okay. we talk about some scenarios. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll address that here in a little bit. All right. All right. Uh, next game, Atlanta at Baltimore. Uh, Desmond Ritter looked a lot better this week. He looked uh, pretty good throwing the ball down the field. Uh, he had a couple of big throws to Drake London. Um, but in true Baltimore uh, fashion – um, only one offensive T- TD was scored. It was theirs, um, and the TD passed from Huntley to Demarcus Robinson, and that was the game. Yeah. I mean, defense, defense, defense. One play, one touchdown, and it's yeah. over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Baltimore's defense because defense it travels. travels. Yeah, in the travels. playoffs, exactly. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm excited to see what like when when and if Lamar Jackson makes it back, like how he looks. If you know, getting that time off to work on, you know, I mean, just to rest up and kind of heal up a little bit is is going to be hopefully beneficial to him. I'm I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I'm hoping he gets paid at the end of this year, so uh, I'm rooting him, rooting for him to do all the best. And uh, yeah, I think with that Roquan Smith addition to that defense is just put it on another level, and and they're fun to watch. and I'm anxious to watch them in the playoffs.
1: Well, they got to figure it out because they have a lot of higher powered offenses yeah. that they have to go through in order to get to the super. Bowl. Yeah, man. I so mean, we'll Kansas see.
0: city, Buffalo, it's uh, going to be tough. Cincinnati. Like, yeah, it's going to be, and tough, all you got
1: to do is you got to put up 20. It seems because right. that offense is so bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe even 17. True. You know, we'll see. All right. Next game is Houston at Tennessee. First of all, congratulations, Houston. Um, They played two very good games over the previous two weeks, taking Dallas and Casey right to the wire. Um, Today they found enough to win versus a division opponent, beating the slumping Tennessee. Um, Now Tennessee has lost five in a row. I I double-checked that because it looked crazy. And they have to host Dallas this week. And Um, Ryan
0: Tannehill is done for the year. Yeah.
1: So they're in big trouble. Um, they I think Dallas has something to play for. So, man, they, it's going to be a tough go for them this week. Uh, they have to travel to Jacksonville for their final game. Um, I think this is uh, potentially a loser-goes-home match. So yeah, I we'll think see how right. that plays out.
0: Yep. All right. Um, yeah, that, I'm sorry. That was just a terrible – yeah, I mean, Tennessee is yeah, terrible. You say? I didn't yeah. really watch much of this one. Uh, I mean – Derrick Henry still blows me away, seeing him run the ball. He, he did like, get a touchdown. The guy's down. a freaking yeah. monster, man. He's a truck out there. And, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Derrick Henry. I wish Tennessee was better. But, yeah, without Ryan, I mean, they're they're cooked now without Ryan Tannehill. Like, Malik Willis it looks like uh, he, uh, yeah, I don't know, he's just dancing around in the pocket, like doesn't know what the hell to do with the ball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many passing yards he had, but it was not many, and he did not look good whatsoever. And basically, as soon as they got they got behind, it was yeah, you're not coming back. Well,
1: you, you we noticed that like in like Oklahoma Sooners games when Baker Mayfield and uh, Jalen Hurts were quarterbacking that when they would get um, to a certain point behind in those championship games, there was nothing they could do offensively to like make it up. They weren't good enough passers to put points on the board through the, you got to get points quick yeah. and you got to get the move, the ball downfield. You can't do, you can't matriculate You're Mm-mm. three touchdowns behind or you're two touchdowns behind. You got to put points on the board yeah. and when they're in, in rhythm and when they're on schedule, they're very good. But if they can run, if they run into a defense that takes them off schedule, uh, they, they can look really, really bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and especially like you said, like with, it's hard enough for them to come back from a deficit with Ryan Tannehill as quarterback, let alone I mean Malik Willis is like that. There's just no chance. Any defense,
1: any safety that sucks up on a play action with Malik Willis
0: is should get fired. Yeah, that. I mean you, yeah, you should be get a pay cut or something. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, all right, next game.
1: All right, Washington at San Francisco. Um, I think the score on this game makes it look a lot closer than the game felt. The game felt very lopsided in fa- in favor of San Francisco. Uh, Brock Purdy had another pretty good game, uh, helping Kittle's to a second two touchdown game, uh, two touchdown game in a row. Um, last week he had one against Seattle. I thought Washington was uh, kept competing. Heineke was removed uh, from the game in favor of Carson Wentz, who went 123 and a touchdown.
0: Who's now a star? he has been? Re- yeah, we we'll, we'll definitely
1: get to that. I have some notes stories. on that later, but um, um, I hate. I hate to see this. Me like, too. I, I hate this. I was
0: rooting for Taylor Heineke a lot, man.
1: He's playing the best defense in the league. Let's give him a little rope. Yeah. Um, he was sacked twice, had two turnovers, and he was the reason kind of Washington was currently in the playoff hunt. Let him compete. Let him come back. Um, so, here's my side note to your point um, Washington is, was starting when. Washington starting Wentz in uh, week 17 versus Cleveland. Uh, again, to me, this feels like a panic move. This probably came from the top down to the yeah. coaching staff. Put put the guy we're paying, um, like, $40 million, $128 million total, whatever it is, in the game to see what he can do. Uh, Washington was two for four with Wentz to start the season. And uh, he was not looking good at all. No. He had a lot of turnovers. He had 11 touchdowns. Um, six interceptions and six fumbles. So he had more turnovers than he had TDs. Um, and Washington was 5-3-1 with Heineke, including a huge win in Philly versus um, an undefeated Eagles team. So I would have let Heineke play it out, and I frankly would have been playing him because we're not talking about let's see what we have so that we know what right. to draft next year. What kind of team do we have? We're not six and eight. We're not we're not the Raiders yet. We have the seventh seed in the playoffs. Yeah, and we have to play what we feel is the best person. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't. I disagree agree more. that it's wet.
0: Yeah, I do too, man. Like, yeah, Carson Wentz is not not the answer for any team. I mean, I guess maybe if you're the Houston Texans, but even then, like, I, I'd rather have like some kid off the street playing just to see what he can do. Yeah, because I mean, Carson Wentz not is not the guy. I don't care what team it
1: is. I just picture him like I just want like a comic of him just walking around with his foot in a bucket, just because yeah. the way he <laughs> the way he throws is ridiculous. All right, um, next game Philly at Dallas. Um, honestly, I'm not really sure what this game tells us about these teams overall and what their uh, potential playoff um, run looks like. Uh, yeah. I think both teams move the ball well. Uh, both teams made a lot of mistakes. Honestly. And there was uh, a lot of takeaways. so
0: yeah um, I you know Philly I had Philly on the money line or maybe I had them plus whatever they were uh, they were an underdog for in this game as the, the, the next leg of my parlay that uh, and Philly had a, a two touchdown lead or a, two, a 10 a double digit lead multiple times in the second half of this game and gave it back. And it was tough to watch. Um, I was very disappointed in that uh, that last turnover. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like Gardner Minshew played admirably against, you know, a pretty damn good defense uh, that hasn't looked that great lately. Throwing a little still, high, yeah. but
1: mostly he did pretty well.
0: Yeah, I thought, I mean, I was... You know, you got to be happy if you're the Eagles with that backup quarterback. I don't know if I'm playing Jalen Hurts again this week. I'd probably
1: No, no, you have to. You think so? I would I'd get I, him out there next week, I think. I I they need to get that number 1 position. So they yeah. need to win one more game in order to seal that Oh, right. Deal. I see you're, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they okay. this is your best chance against okay. a New Orleans team with a play? horrible do you know, offense. Do they play next week? Off, uh, New Orleans.
0: I know. I'm or I'm am sorry. No.
1: The, the final, final, week? Week, yeah, the final the Giants. week,
0: the Giants. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is our best chance then. So I had some
1: takeaways from this game. Some hot, not some takes, I some guess. Takes. So CeeDee Lamb might be a number one receiver after all. I was a little critical of him. He had 120 and two touchdowns in this game. And then I took a look at his overall numbers this season so far. He's seventh in receptions with 91. Eighth in receiving yards with 1,207. Uh, he's tied for fifth in receiving touchdowns with eight. That's a pretty good resume. He's right up there and probably... Well, he's right up there in the top ten of the, of these stats, so I mean, I think he's in in that discussion of a great number one. Yeah. All right. Next takeaway: uh, Philly's secondary is soft. Uh, that is, they play really soft coverage. I was really, I was really surprised at how much they left underneath. Um, Dak was definitely taking advantage of that. All right. Next take Dallas secondary is super aggressive and they were really susceptible to getting beat on those double moves. Honestly, this might be something to watch out for in the playoffs. If they're going to play that aggressive, you're going to get some smart teams and it'll be running double moves. Yeah. I don't
0: think they're going to have much opportunity to get exposed because I I don't like it's still Dallas. and I think they're a terrible team and I hope they lose in the first round. Um, And I think they might.
1: (laughs) I will say that Dallas does have a pass rush to clo- close out that game because, frankly, they did. That's what really on that, yeah. that final drive really closed that out. There was four consecutive plays where uh, Minshew was under duress. All right, note. This is one of the things I was like, hmm, Dallas needed this game way more than Philly did. I wonder if this was a see-what-they-do-win type of game, kind of like a scouting report, if you will. I could see that we're not going to throw everything at them. Yeah. We're going to play it conservative. Hey, if we put we up beat thirty-four you with points. Our
0: backup quarterback, you're really like
1: we're fucking with your head. We're going to see what their defense up. is when we do this and that. We're going. to yeah. well, Hey, we know they're super aggressive. We know what Dak's going to do. Um, definitely, the secondary needs to step it up. A third and thirty to a terrible to a receiver that's forty-nine years old. I mean, Man. and it has a walker.
0: Yeah, that was. Awful.
1: All right. Those are my takeaways to that game. I spent a lot of time watching that because I've been, I've been, you know, I'm on Eagles Island. I've been on it all, yeah. all year. So I was
0: just watching excited money riding on it. And the there damn you go. Eagles let me down. I just had a feeling that they were going to win, man. I don't know why. So, all
1: right. So Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. Uh, this was the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception. Um, as we know from last year, uh, last week's, um, podcast, Franco Harris passed away mere days before his numbers was, re- was retired.
0: Very emotional, man. I Very surreal. The, uh, yeah. yeah. I watched the halftime thing with uh, when his wife and son came out and um, yeah, it was, it was definitely emotional and you know, really too bad. He, it's shocking that his numbers not retired already. So
1: well, they apparently they don't retire a lot of numbers. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But I mean, Carr looked really off here. Uh, he was throwing behind his receivers on his first two picks. He threw behind Moreau, uh, Moreau uh, and Renfro uh, in the intermediate part of the field um, and missing the throw window on that deep post to Renfro that ended the game. He completely He's wide open. All he had to do was get between the hash marks, and that's a reception and a first down and giving yourself an opportunity to win the game. Uh, It didn't look like Carr was under too much duress. He was moving forward a little bit, but he let it drift wobbling to the left outside of the hash marks and it got picked. I just, I don't know what he, what he does or why he's doing it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, It's yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, This one was shocking and honestly, so we got green Bay at Miami um, Tua's passing yard numbers looked okay. He but he threw three interceptions, and they looked horrible. Um, All in the
0: fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> that really, was really so bad. disgusting. And back to back
1: drives when they were right there. Yeah. Yep.
0: And then it came out after the fact that he's got a con- he's back in the concussion protocol. And I mean, it's got to be iffy if he even plays again this year, man.
1: That's a really good point for next week for sure. Because um, they've you,
0: already said I think he's probably he's more than likely out this week. For sure. Okay. There's no timetable for his return is what the coach said.
1: It's going to be tough. Teddy two gloves is in there. All right. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat Aaron Rodgers in green Bay when you lose the turnover battle four to one. I mean, that's just the yeah. bottom line. Yeah. It's a, it's an NFL in, team in green Bay uh, and green. Bay. Oh, that's okay. I, was, yeah.
0: I wasn't sure if you said in or and I was like, wait, wait. wait they were was, in Miami. Yeah. I was like, yeah. hold on. That was in Miami. Yeah, man. Yeah, they yeah. That's even worse. Yeah, but gotta, yeah, you gotta beat him there.
1: Um. Yeah. So I mean, Gr- Green Bay all of a sudden is in the playoff hunt. This is kind of exciting, actually. Winning three games in a row, uh, they're still sitting behind Seattle and Detroit at seven and eight, and uh, a half game behind the number seven seed, uh, Washington. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Miami, on the other hand, they
0: still look kind of terrible too. I mean, Green Bay doesn't look great. Even in these three wins oh. they've had, they don't look
1: great. We'll see if we'll see if Aaron can elevate. Um,
0: I, I'm all. I'm here for it, man. I, I love this. Honestly, whole thing.
1: Green Bay doesn't matter where they fall. Whatever their pick is, it's not going to be exciting no. or anything like that. It Doesn't matter if they have the first pick or if they have the twelfth pick yeah. or the thirty seventh pick. It just doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what what Green Bay can do. So.
1: Miami's in trouble. Four games in a row, they've lost.
0: Oh yeah, I've been my my buddy Primo. You love to make fun of me for calling people my buddy, um, <laughs> but Primo, I just keep telling he keeps making fun of me about the Seahawks losing. I'm like, you like we don't have a quarterback, and you guys were off to like the one of the hottest starts in the NFL. Like we, uh, nobody thought we were making the playoffs, and we're not probably. I guess we still could, but I was like, we have probably a better shot than you guys do. So.
1: Well, they're still holding down the seventh seed in the AFC, uh, but they do have to play two teams within their division over the next two weeks, uh, one in New England and home versus New York Jets. Both teams are fighting for a playoff spot currently, so it's not going to be an easy road for them to maintain that seventh. Yeah,
0: seed. How, I mean, how winnable, like, as if you're a Miami fan or even a Miami player, like, how winnable does a trip to New England to play the Patriots with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback feel. I mean, I guess you're still going up against Mac Jones. That is a great question.
1: So. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. I got a little thing for you. All right. All right. All right coming up. All right. Denver at the Rams. Uh, Denver, Woo. especially One Russell. One of my favorite games <laughs> of the week. Especially Russell Wilson made the Rams look like the defending world champions. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Mike, the thing about do you? Do have more? No, say? no. Okay. Yeah. The, the thing about this game to me, like I've been watching every every minute of every second of every Broncos game this season, just at like a psychopath rooting against them. And this was over in the second quarter. I mean, it was a wrap.
1: Your your just joy for oh, the continuing failing of Denver and Russell Wilson. They fired their coach recently oh, as a result man. of this. Uh, Russell I have
0: a take corner on that later too so
1: Russell had uh, three interceptions um, and then Cam Akers had three touchdowns so welcome back to the NFL Cam Akers
0: shout out Cam Akers a member of the team Dixon in the fantasy football on both of my teams (laughs) oh really and I only played him in one because Tyler Lockett broke his hand and he was my flex so I took him out and I was like I guess I'm going to have to roll with Cam Akers. It's had a good couple weeks. I think I scored more points than anybody scored all season in the league.
1: That's we went off, amazing. Man. It was great. Obviously, this game was dominated by uh, the Rams from kickoff. They scored 17 points and uh, two turnovers before halftime. So, I mean, it just – it was on from jump.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like literally I think, yeah, two of Wilson's first three passes were intercepted. And uh, one of them, shout out Bobby Wagner. That was so, like, I I wonder what, watching Bobby Wagner pick off Russell Wilson, like, I I want to know what he felt, and uh, I would love, I hope he does, like, an interview on the Richard Sherman podcast or something soon, because I have a feeling Richard Sherman's got some feelings about that as well. That'll
1: be a lot of fun. All right, uh, two more games left. Next one is Tampa at Arizona. Man, Arizona has some really bad luck since Hard Knocks started uh, losing six out of seven. Um, could that
0: be like? Could there be like a curse on the in-season Hard Knocks? Maybe think about last year with Indianapolis blowing it at different
1: the end too. reasons though. Like when I started to dig into this a little bit, they lost some major contributors along the way. Uh, Murray's out, their starting quarterback, out with a season ending knee injury. Colt McCoy has a concussion. Zach Ertz blowed up, blows out both knees. Buddha Baker has a broken shoulder. Rondell Moore, probably their best receiver, season ending injury with a growing. Hopkins, their best receiver, yeah. Oh, that's right. Second best receiver. <laughs> Definitely their second best My bad. Stuff. That's blasphemy. I apologize. Uh, my bad, Hopkins. Um, they're uh, all pro. Uh, former All-Pro sen- uh, center Rodney Hudson out with a uh, s- uh, season-ending knee injury. Yeah. Uh, they're only down to like two healthy starting cornerbacks at, th- at the moment. So mm. Ouch. it's rough. Uh, yeah. But I guess despite all of this, they've played with a lot of heart over the last four games.
0: And their GM uh, took a leave of absence from the team.
1: <sighs> well, did we ever talk about that? I don't know. I think we Mistaken might have Mistaken identity it. is what they're thinking about that Groping issue from Mexico oh, is City. That, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, they fired. They fired their well, offensive, offensive line sh- coach, who looks very mu- bald. Does look very mustachey fat guys. Looks kind of like Steve Kime, and he was fired immediately when this groping situation came out. But, you think Steve uh, but he fi- was just like, he filed another. he filed a grievance uh-huh. um, to go to mediation for false. Uh, false identification. And then right at that time, Steve Kime takes time away from the team. So I don't think Steve Kime's going to be back. You can't bring the other guy back either, but he'll probably get paid at least false, you know, being fired. I hadn't even heard
0: that. That's, that's very interesting. You
1: heard it here folks. All right. Despite all of this, um, they've played with a lot of heart over the last four games, playing the chargers, Patriots, Broncos and Tampa Bay Bucks. The Tampa Bay Bucks, really, really tough. Um, it's it's a tough go for them, but I think there's a lot for them to ha- hang their hat on this year. Um, they're As for Tampa Bay, they're still in first place in the NFC South now, but I'm not sure they'll be there at the end of next week. So we'll see. I'm not really excited. I'm definitely selling any Tampa Bay stock that I had. I mean, I've, I've liquidated it completely. I'm just, I'm out. I don't blame you, yeah. It's like uh, Enron. I'm just out.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: All right. Final game Monday night, uh, L.A. Chargers at Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Chargers secondary was has been on a roll as of late. Um, in their games, they held high-powered offense. Uh, high-powered Miami offense to 145 passing yards, no TDs. They held Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis to 157 and a pick. And on Monday, they held Nick Foles to 143 yards and picked him off three times.
0: And he looked disgusting. Yeah. He, well, so
1: <laughs> he was just throwing it. He didn't care, um, which I appreciate that. Um, I'm still a little worried about uh, the Chargers' play calling. There are a couple of amazing throws from Herbert, but um, they are not unleashing him like I'd like. Yeah. I will say, Austin Eckler is quietly having a great season. Ninth in all purpose yards with 1,406 um, through week 16, and he leads the league in total touchdowns with 16. So good job by him.
0: Yeah, this I had, uh, I actually bet on this game as well uh, in real life, and I took. Uh the chargers and the over thinking that the chargers were just going to light the scoreboard up on uh, Indianapolis after they gave up all those points to Minnesota last week. I just figured they were going to roll, figured they were going to roll over similar to the Broncos defense this week, giving up 51 points to uh, Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Sure. But uh, it didn't happen. Uh, they, it was, it was so far under, it was pathetic. So
1: yeah, a couple other key points for this game. I felt like the Colts defense looked pretty good. Uh, they competed for sure, but they looked tired as the game wore on. They just they were out there too long. Um, yeah. The and we also have to say this: the L.A. Chargers, with that twenty to three win, are now nine and six and clinched a playoff bid for the first time in the Justin Herbert era. Fantastic. So good job by them.
0: Congratulations.
1: All right, that's our games for Week 16.
0: All right. Where do you want to transition to now?
1: Hey, let's do our power rankings, man. Let's All just right. go right down that list. Let's get it. So, so the way we break this down, we have four, obviously, four separate divisions, and it's kind of will set up the power rankings 1 to 32. So our first division is called Mount Rushmore. A lot of changes for me here. What do you have?
0: Um, you know what, man? I was I was looking at this. I was looking at the top of my rankings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, had, I think I had Philadelphia up there. And yep. I had Dallas right behind them in the last one. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, I'm going with what I see on the field. Mm-hmm. And the, the top two teams to me, by far, are Kansas City and Buffalo. They're one and two for me. Uh, and then I think that Cincinnati is better than any NFC team to me. I like what they're doing. They're trending in the right direction. They're making all the right moves to win games. I mean, they're getting out to big leads. Maybe they give up a little bit, but they're making the right plays at the end. So I have Cincinnati third, which was probably the biggest jump in my rankings, and then Philadelphia four.
1: Wow, interesting. All right, so we're I had the same thought with uh, one and two. I have KC one, Buffalo two. Um, the reason I put KC first is because I trust Pat Mahomes uh, in his consistency way more than Josh Allen and Yolo Yolo Josh Allen. True. true. So you never, sometimes you don't know which one you're going to get. I think the defenses are, I think if on paper, the Buffalo defense is better, uh, but they've seen some injuries um, and KC can generate a pass rush. So um, we'll see what happens there. My third pick up three, uh, San Francisco, actually. I think this is Probably the team that's playing the best right now. Um, I don't see a flaw in their game. And defensively, they are monsters. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't knock Philly after being still the best record in the NFL. Couldn't knock them out of the the top four. Um, so I have them down three at at the four position. And
0: who is your three again? Sorry.
1: Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Up three from okay. last, last time we did this. So that's our Mount Rushmore All division. Right. The next one is the contenders. What do you have for five, four, uh, five through seven or five through eight rather.
0: So I have San Francisco as my number five um, and they're trending up for sure. They, right. they, they can be moving up uh, quickly. Um, I have Minnesota. I just, I can't, at some point you got to just take the record into account and they're winning these close games and making these huge comebacks. Like that's important. Like you have to have, if you have that ability on your team, like that is a great, that's, that's invaluable. Um, so I have them at number six. I have Dallas at seven. And before I saw that Ryan Tannehill was out for the season, I had put, already put him in. I put Tennessee in at number eight. Ooh, that's so, huge. Yeah, I, I to,
1: dropped them off. They the need planet. to drop. Yeah, they yeah. need to
0: drop on mine too. So anyway, um, yeah, that was uh, that was probably uh, I should have done a little more research on that one before I put the list together.
1: But it's I okay, man. There. The audience isn't mad at you. I know. This Thanks, is guys. this is all BS anyway. Thanks, guys. <laughs> for number five, I have Cincinnati. That's up two from our last. Uh, Power rankings, I have Dallas at six, down two. Um, I have Minnesota down two at number seven. Um, I think Dallas is a better team. Um, They make some mistakes, but they have a better defense, uh, better run game, um, and I think their quarterback is better. And that number eight, up eight this this week, I have the LA Chargers. I was looking about who was left, and it's really hard for me to put anybody above them.
0: Yeah, I, I still have, a, I have issues with. that. I, I
1: haven't sorry. seen him blow anybody out yet. Yeah. So that's the thing that's concerned.
0: That's what worries me is that they only put up whatever it was like. But they get Joey back. Points on uh, that is true too. They're getting yeah. a couple of key players back. back. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, and that was your eight, was the yep, Chargers. Yep. That was it. Okay. Eight. So right. for me, I love what I'm seeing out of Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are we going on to our next group oh, yet? Yeah, sorry, oh yeah. So
1: sorry. we got next. This sorry, is nine through it. 12.
0: So I love what I'm seeing from Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Jump them up to number nine from, they were way low on my lab. They were like at 22 or something. You had Tennessee
1: at eight and Jacksonville at nine.
0: That's a mistake. Okay. Right? Tennessee should be like 10, 10 spots lower at least. Okay. I, I messed up there anyway. So Jacksonville nine chargers, 10, Baltimore 11, Giants 12.
1: Man, we're seeing some separation in our picks here. I mean, I think we're for the last three times that we've done this or whatever it was, we've close. been very close. But um, I have 4 9 uh, Baltimore down one. I just can't take them out of that, this group yet, even though I'm not impressed by the way they're playing. Right. I, I couldn't find any. I think Miami's better than the Giants um, in a neutral field you know, in the Sun Belt, <laughs> And right. I also think they're better than Washington. So I have them uh, at number 10 down one cent. I moved the giants up four um, to 11 and Washington up two at 12. Okay. All right. Long shots. This is our team's uh, 13 through 16. What do you have?
0: I have Detroit, Miami, New York jets and Tampa Bay.
1: Okay. All right. I have uh, Jacksonville up 13 spots uh, at 13. I have Green Bay at um, 14, up seven. I'm really kind of feeling their little push right now. I have the Jets at uh, 15, down four, and the Detroit making a surge here, uh, up four at 16. Okay. Okay. All right, so for our Seinfeld division, um, this is 17 through 20. This is kind of the middle of the pack. Um, what do you have?
0: Uh, I went Washington, New England, Green Bay, Seattle Seahawks.
1: Okay. We both had Seattle, New England in this group. I had 17 at the Carolina Panthers, up 11 positions from last time. Uh, Tampa Bay is falling for me. Um, I have them just below Carolina. I think they're so close, but I think Carolina is a better team right now. So Tampa Bay down five, Seattle down seven at 19, and New England down three at 20.
0: Okay, so we're pretty similar right in that yep, area. Yep, yep. Um, now what's next? What's the next? Uh, the
1: Pretenders division. This is 21 through 24.
0: All right, I got Pittsburgh. Because um, I, like, I feel like they're— they don't look terrible all the time, man. Um, they,
1: they hold uh, it together for yeah, sure. They're, and they're surging.
0: They're, they're giving people. They're in the hunt. They're giving people uh, some, yeah, they're, they're making, they're giving people problems. Um, so I have 22, the Carolina Panthers, uh, 23, the New Orleans Saints, and 24, I have the, uh, new look fighting baker mayfields and the los angeles rams
1: wow that's really high to have the rams there well
0: they were like 28 on my list and i'm like you know what man at this point i don't like i just i feel like they're they're least competitive right now you know and no I, mean, I, got you. I, got you. Not, I got you i got
1: you i got you they are competing that's for sure all right my 21 is Pitt. they're down two um, like you said, I think they can compete, but I just felt like some other teams were better uh, top to bottom. I have Tennessee falling to 22 here, down 12 spots from our previous uh, power rankings.
0: Probably more uh, more accurate than where I had them.
1: <laughs> uh, 23, I have Las Vegas. They're down five. And New Orleans at 24, moving them up one. Um, they've been competing over the last couple of weeks. I'm still scared of them as a NFC South uh, division champion. So,
0: yeah, I could see that.
1: All right, maybe next year is the next division. That's twenty five through twenty eight.
0: So, uh, uh, no, go ahead. No, I have uh, Atlanta at twenty five, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns at twenty six, the Arizona Cardinals at twenty seven, and the Las Vegas Raiders at twenty eight.
1: Okay, I have Chicago up six. I think Ooh. they're surging a bit. They they've looked really good, even though they've had some L's over the last couple of weeks. I have, um, I have Atlanta at 26, down four. Cleveland down three at 27. The Rams moving in a positive direction, going up one point or one position to 28. Okay. And the Relegated, the final four, 29 through 32. What do you have?
0: I have at 29, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and arguably they could be lower. I probably should have had them a little higher and and or a little lower in Chicago, a little higher. But Chicago comes in at thirty to me. I just feel I, I do. I understand what you're saying with the they they have looked better at times, but they've still lost like eight games in a row or whatever yeah. it is. Um, thirty one. I have the uh, resurgent Houston Texans. Damn, because they they bro they've almost they might... are you wishful
1: thinking Denver into thirty two.
0: I don't want to talk about it because if I talk about it, then it might not happen. Um, but no, they've been they've been they they took Dallas de- to the wire. They took uh, I agree. Houston's they, been playing they've, good. They've been playing great, and then they and and pulling that game off this week against Tennessee was was good as well. And they I think their last two games are against uh, Indianapolis and Jacksonville, and they feel like they could potentially. I mean, Jacksonville should beat them, but they could potentially win anyway. And then so that leaves the lowly. Denver, Broncos at 32.
1: Well, I have Denver at 29 because out of my last four, they have the best um, position group. They have the best defense. They have Their defense is better than any other offense, special teams, defense of any of the other three. Um, so I have them at 29. I've been hanging my hat on their defense. Um, they're actually up one from our last uh, poll. Um, I have Arizona dropping 7 to 30 I think those injuries are just taking their tool they don't have any offensive cohesion um, their defense is competing but they're just hurt um, we have the retirement of JJ Watt coming, coming down the pike here I don't see them really you know burning a trail here these last uh, couple of games so Indianapolis they're just an S show right now I don't know why I didn't say shit show I've been Cussing <laughs> podcast. Yeah, um, so I dropped them for, um, yeah, I just, they're starting Nick Foles right now. So, I mean, they're, they're tanking and then yeah. Houston, the records of the record, no change. Number 32. All right. All right. So here's, I added a couple of things here. I thought it would be yeah. important for us to, to note that the eliminated team so far so in the AFC, that's Cleveland, Indianapolis, Houston, and Denver. They've all been eliminated from an opportunity to the playoffs. In the NFC, we have uh, Chicago, Atlanta, the LA Rams, and the Arizona Cardinals. All right. We also have some teams that are already in the playoffs. Like, they're going. We don't know what necessarily what their seed's going to be, but they, we know they're in. That's Buffalo, KC, Cincinnati, Baltimore, and the Chargers in the AFC. And that's Philly, Minnesota, San Francisco, and Dallas in the NFC. So I did. I t- took like all the teams that were kind of still in the playoff hunt, and kind of looked at their last couple of games. I want to go through this exercise okay. with you, okay? Jacksonville is number four at the moment because they're at the top of the division. Okay. Uh, they're seven and eight. Um, they they're at Houston and they got Tennessee at home. What do you think their record is going to be for those last two games? Do you think they can beat Houston? Yes. And do you think they can beat Tennessee? Yes. Cuz I think what's his name's hurt too. Um, he's questionable. Um they're running back. Henry.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think they probably So you
1: think they go, I think they go 9 and 8? 9 and 8, yes. Okay. All right. So now we have Miami currently holding the 7 spot at 8 and 7. They have at New England and at or I'm sorry at New England and then home versus the Jets. Do you think they can beat New England? Yes. All right. Do you think they're beating the Jets? Yes. So they're going to go 9 and 7. Perfect. All right. So New England if they're going to lose to Miami, they're going to be out cuz they got they got New England and or I'm sorry, they got Miami and at Buffalo. They're if if you have Miami beating you're gonna. You think they go 0 and 2, right? Right. So, um, man, they might go 0 and 2 even if Buffalo's resting people. Um, so they go. So s- what
0: are the odds? I mean, it's 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 setting up that Buffalo and Kansas City are going to be playing for that number one seed all the way through. Because they have a tie record and Buffalo has the edge because of the head to head. But yeah, yeah, very. You know, so it's yeah. yeah. I mean, they could be playing. Full starters all the way through so
1: we're we're predicting that new england's out yeah so at that rationale the jets uh should be out as well uh do you think they're going to beat seattle yes all right so they are um eight and, eight and then you say that they're losing to miami
0: no i th- didn't i think miami was losing i thought miami was losing out didn't i or did i say i asked you if they could
1: beat the jets and you said yes okay
0: yeah I do, I do think they can beat the Jets. Never mind. Okay, yeah. Okay, so... So, so, so Jets, one and one.
1: Yeah, so they'll go eight and nine. All right, yeah. so the next one is Tennessee. We think they're going to get boat raced, right? I mean, we got Dallas. Um, They got Dallas at home and then Jacksonville. Yes, I think okay. they're 0 and 2. All right, so they're also... Um, what are they going to be? Seven and nine. All right. So they're out now. Pittsburgh. This one is interesting. Uh, they are at Baltimore this week, and then they, they finish their season with Cleveland. Um, they could win both of these, right? They could. So if that's the case, they would be nine, nine and, eight. and eight. Interesting. All right, and then Las Vegas—they look like they've phoned it in. They're not—they're yeah, sitting car, so I'm not even going to go into bad. that. So what we have now is potential. Uh, we think Jacksonville is going to go into number four. Oh yeah. So they're they're out of the mix because their record, their final record, doesn't even really matter at this okay. point, um, because they'll win the division. So that puts us at, if this goes as we, we think, it's going to be the same. Jackson at four, Miami's going to sneak in at the number seven spot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So pretty much no change to what we see in the AFC at this point. Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: But I, real, I just want—I do want to put a caveat that Jets Miami game in week uh, seventeen or week eighteen is going to be a big one, man. That's going to be fun to watch, and I—I I think that it could, you know, if Tua doesn't play the rest of the year, I think they are they i i lean my my meter heads a little bit my my, the needle heads a little more towards the Jets than to Miami so it'll be fun to see what that that uh how that one goes but yeah all right let's go from there
1: yeah so if the Jets they're gonna be nine and eight and nine and eight going but would
0: in. wait would uh, cause the Dolphins would be eight and nine at that point right
1: so let's so they're, Dolphins eight. Dolphins beat Patriots right they're nine and seven okay and then lose to the Jets they're nine, nine and eight. eight. Right. Okay. So that yeah, the sorry, Jets I would be nine. That, yeah, Jets for, would be nine and eight, is because they we're assuming the Jets win their last two games. Then and they who would won be that the as first.
0: Well. Uh, yeah, we'll have to check and see who won that. For, well, I guess yeah. I wonder what the tiebreakers would be in that situation.
1: Yeah. So um, when we get who, to that well, point, we'll, we'll yeah, know more we'll about the tiebreakers. But um, yeah. So all
0: right. For now, let's just say Miami is the seven.
1: I don't think there's a. It's hard to like take them out of the list right now they have the they have a a game lead on all of the other people in the hunt it's going to be hard to relinquish that and i think jacksonville wins out for um the south title all right nfc a couple more teams on this one uh tampa bay currently is in the four position at seven and eight um they're playing carolina and at atlanta um and the giants are six at eight six and one versus indiana indiana indianapolis and philly and washington is number seven currently at seven seven and one Um, they have cleveland and dallas left so here are the ones i think my personal belief carolina beats tampa this week and uh, then they go to carolina is on the road for both of these games it's kind of rough so they go at to tampa bay and they go to new orleans um if they beat Tampa Bay, they'll beat Tampa Bay twice in the season. Right. Even if they lose to New Orleans and Tampa um, wins in Atlanta, then um, Carolina would still win that tiebreaker. Yeah. Now, the key is, does New Orleans lose to Philadelphia and beat? This is what they have to do. They have to beat Philadelphia, and they have to beat Carolina in order to get in, to 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 that position. New
0: Orleans does.
1: Yeah. In order to get to the four seed with that division winner, they're not going to win out. They don't have enough wins, you know, to make it into a wild card position.
0: I don't see them beating.
1: So what's your, what's your, um, my take is Tampa's out. Agreed. And new Orleans is out. Agreed. And that the Carolina Panthers win the NFC South.
0: I think, that, that would be, if I had to put money on it, that would be my bet too. Okay.
1: So now we have two teams with a weird tie scenario. Um, we have Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay still in the hunt for two positions, uh, number six and number seven. Uh, Seattle, if they get to um, nine and eight, and the Giants lose to, let's say, Philly, they're going to be, well, there's no scenario where we pass – the Giants, but we can catch right. Washington. Yeah, these tie scenarios are so odd. All right, so what do you think, Seattle? They go to the uh, they got the Jets at home and the Rams at home for their final two. They go one and one.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, they got to win they, both basically to be in. Yeah, I think they go one and
1: one. All right, so they're out. Well, who knows with the Rams now? Jeez. Detroit, they are uh, they got Chicago at home, and then they go to Green Bay. That's going to be a huge game, I think. I mean,
0: I'm hoping they go 0-2 for Denver's draft pick sakes, but they're probably beating Chicago and losing to Green Bay at Green
1: Bay. So that puts them out of the mix. So, man, that leaves Green Bay.
0: I'm rooting for Detroit to go 2-0. I'm rooting for Seattle to go
1: 0-2. So Green Bay... Um, host Minnesota this week. That could be huge. Um, I don't trust Minnesota in Green Bay. Maybe something happens and then they got to and then Green Bay host Detroit the following week to figure it out. I think there's potential where Green Bay sneaks into this thing. Now, who do they overcome is the question. I think they overcome Washington because they are making a colossal boneheaded mistake with starting Carson Wentz, yeah. So I got Carolina uh, taking the four seed, Giants staying with the six seed, and Green Bay sneaking into the playoffs with the seven seed.
0: I could, I wouldn't be shocked, man. I could see that happening.
1: All right. I like interesting it. stuff. I like it. I, I they, wanted to take a look at the yeah. scenario and well, see kind of what we so thought.
0: There's so many Like, you know, it's a lot of teams that have similar, not necessarily similar skill sets, but similarly, similarly ranked teams that are all scrapping for these last couple of uh, wild card spots on both sides.
1: So, and I really, as I went through this exercise this week, I went, man, this is going to be a really cool week. It starts this yeah. like, this week, and then there's probably a handful of games on um, the following week that right. actually matter. But this is really the big week.
0: Yeah. Well, and like I saw the other a couple of days ago, the AFC. I think only three teams are eliminated from the playoffs in the AFC right now.
1: Uh no, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Houston, and Denver. Okay, so are all eliminated. Teams. Yeah. All right.
0: but it's still only four out of sixteen. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. You got three quarters. Well, four
1: team. are eliminated, and you got five that are in
0: right okay yeah.
1: so that's eight total so eight have a shot basically yeah. at something
0: I'm, I'm here for it all man i can't wait This is gonna be a fun fun weekend
1: all right now let's move to our predictions for week 17 so um why don't you give me a couple of your predictions or something you're looking forward to and i'll start um, rattling through some of mine
0: so my predictions for week five i uh i'm going back to the well uh thursday under dallas and tennessee under 40 is uh, my number one pick
1: you know they scored forty by themselves do, last week. I
0: do know that, okay. but uh, I think Tennessee's defenses can probably—they're
1: going to be on the field a long yeah. time.
0: I'm hoping that they. Uh, I hear you. It's a Thursday though. Like thir- weird things happen on Thursday. Not they that do. I think Tennessee's going to win by any means, but I think that uh, it's yeah, it's tough to, to get over to get up for a lot of scoring a lot of points on Thursdays. Uh, 49ers, I have minus ten versus the Raiders. Um, just like you're just throwing Jared Stidham to the wolves at this point. Um, All
1: right. So since you have that one, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to j- chime in and, um, on mine as well. So okay. let me know when you're,
0: I mean, yeah, I was just going to say like that defense is legit. I don't like uh, betting on um, double digit favorites, but I feel like it's at home for the 49ers and you know what? Yeah. I just don't, I don't see there any way that the Raiders can, can win this game.
1: I kind of sold out on that. I sold I sold the farm on this one. So I got San Francisco Moneyline um, versus the Raiders. I got the over at 44 and a half. I got first half winner and end of regulation winner San Francisco plus 49. I got a hit on all f- three of those legs. I am all in for San Francisco here. I think they're playing different games right now. Um, I just moved San Francisco up in my power rankings, as we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like one of the most consistent teams in the league. And over the past three games, uh, beating most of their opponents by double digits. So yeah, I think this is going to be a uh, Yeah. All right. What was your other one? You said Dallas, right? Uh, Dallas, Tennessee. All right. New yeah. Yeah. 40, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't put money on that one. Okay. And All then
0: right. my third, or did you have more to that bet or that was not, just no, that bet? was it. That right. was it. Yeah. Uh, and then my third bet is Minnesota plus three and a half at green Bay. I Ooh. just feel like, uh, you know, I, I didn't love a lot of the lines this week and I just was looking at it and I think. Uh, Minnesota finds ways to, to win or to, if they do lose, they're losing close and they're giving me that uh, the hook on that three and a half, so I'll take plus three and a half on uh, Minnesota.
1: There you go. All right. Probably a smarter man than me. I decided to go for it this week. I'm down two plus hundred bucks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven bets here. I'm all the way in. All right. So I have Carolina Moneyline at Tampa Bay. It's plus 136. I'm picking Carolina to win the NFC South. So to do that, this is a must-win game. I expect Steve Wilkes to lean into his running game. No need to overthink it. Uh, Run the ball down Tampa's throat. Uh, they're currently 17th against the run at 120 yards per game. They're even worse over the last three at 127. Um, all you have to do other than that is make uh, Tom uncomfortable in less than two and a half seconds and you win. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so
0: that's just a solo bet? Yeah, just just a money line so bet. So I have a quick question for you. Sure. Is, if Carolina makes the playoffs, is Steve Wilkes the uh, coach of the year in the NFC?
1: Coach of the year in the NFC, After no. After trading away? No.
0: All your best players? No. Okay. Just wondering.
1: I think it's still um, Guy in Philly.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just doing what he was supposed to do, though.
1: <laughs> we, we all are, right? <laughs> but come on. Yeah. You can't. You got you to get look at the overall success of the team. All, all right. right. My next bet is Jacksonville money line at Houston and the over at 43 and a half. That's plus one seven six. I'm picking Jacksonville to win the AFC South. So again, I had to make. I have to make this bet. In order to do this, they have to win this. Um, they have to win this game and the Week 18 game versus Tennessee. So I might as well throw it in there. Um, I'm throwing out the New York Jets game in a short week. Uh, you know, Thursday night football anomaly. But their previous six games, they've had covered the 43 and a half. So I expect him to do that here uh, this week as well. All right, Chicago, Moneyline at Detroit. I'm looking for Chicago to beat uh, Detroit here, plus uh, 210. After seeing Detroit uh, defense get shellacked by the running game versus Carolina, I started to sell my Detroit stock. I don't believe they will make it into the playoffs. I think the implosion starts here with Chicago. I expect Montgomery, Herbert, and an imposing Justin Fields to follow the formula laid out by Carolina and steal this one on the road. Okay. All right. Miami money line at New England plus 128. Can't believe they're underdogs. Miami ne- well, they lost four in a row. What are you going to do? Miami needs to stop the bleeding somewhere and I think this is going to be the time to do it. They have uh been on a four-game losing streak, but they still hold it uh at least a one-game lead for the final playoff spot even with Teddy Two Gloves, I think the higher paired offense of Miami uh has enough to win the game. I'm also out on Mac Jones. He uh I'm out out, out on him as a quarterback and a human being.
0: <laughs> All right. All
1: right, New York Jets at Seattle. I took the Seattle money line plus 114. Uh this is Seattle's longest losing streak of the year. Um they went a couple of two-game losing streaks. As they're currently in a three-game losing streak right now. As good as I think the New York Jets defense is, I don't believe they can make the playoffs. I think they are missing a couple pieces still on the offensive side, especially. Um, If Seattle defense can figure out how to get some pressure on White Mike and uh, also make some tackles just in general, I think the offense can do enough to put some points on the board. We'll see how that goes down. And. I had the San Francisco already talked about that. And then the, my final one is Pittsburgh money line at Baltimore plus 140. This is a gut feeling more than anything else. Uh, Baltimore is already in the playoffs. Uh, they currently own the fifth seed, um, but they face Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in their last two games. I know there is some incentive for Baltimore to win uh, these uh, last two games. Um, if they lose both, they can be as low as a seven seed win both they can be um as high as a three seed um but i just don't think they have enough offense at the moment to win this game all right i will let you know whether i was right or not
0: that's a lot of bets man chasing <laughs> it now yes chasing i have to it. i know right we only got two weeks left
1: <laughs> well i got this obviously this weekend the...
0: oh and we, yeah not that we can't bet in the
1: playoffs yeah so, yeah right well i think we bet every game in the playoffs yeah, not, yeah, you just got to figure out how good. we're going to do yeah. it all right, um, so you had a question of the week.
0: Um, yeah, so is Pete Carroll a Hall of Fame coach?
1: My initial thought was no. That's ridiculous. But then I dug in a little bit. All right, so he's coached 17 seasons in the NFL. His first season in uh, with the New York Jets, not too good. He had a 375 win percentage. He had three seasons with New England, um, 563 win percentage, but I guess it went downhill pretty fast with that and he was replaced by Bill Belichick we all know what happened right after that he decides to go to college uh, coaches USC to a couple of national championships everyone loves him rah-rah compete compete comes to the to the Seattle Seahawks he's uh, coached them for 13 seasons uh, so far Um, his regular season record with that team is 126 81 and one that's a uh, 0.608 win percentage And um, playoff record of uh, 10 and 8 with the Seahawks, that's 556. Now, his career win percentage, we'll just go right to that as point uh, is 586, and the playoffs is 524. So, a little bit lower than what he's done with with the Seahawks. So, that being said, I was like, all right, where does he rank all time with this stuff? And actually, it's pretty damned impressive. And well, we'll just—I'll just say what it is his win percentage overall. Win percentage is forty-sixth uh, all time. His uh, win total is eighteenth all time. His playoff win percentage is forty-eighth all time, and his playoff um, win per, uh, win total is fourteenth all time. Okay. He has two NFC championships, two Super Bowl appearances, and one Super Bowl win—a world champion. Um. Note only one; he is one of sixty-one coaches in NFL history to actually win a world championship. So I thought that was an interesting stat. So he's in a very unique club with NFL coaches. He has more wins than people like Bill Walsh, both playoffs and overall. Uh, he's in. Um, so when you start, he has more. He, Bud Grant's in. He has he has more wins than Bud Grant, both in regular season and playoffs. And I think you start. Looking at some of these players or coaches, rather, like Vince Lombardi has more playoff wins than Vince Lombardi, although they didn't, they had championship games. Right. There wasn't a lot of games in the playoffs. So it's hard to compare over the years. But after looking at all of this, um, I've come to the conclusion that yes, his resume is Hall of Fame worthy.
0: Yeah. It always throws me off because Mike Holmgren still isn't in the Hall of Fame, which you'd think he would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 tricky to get in as a as a coach. I feel like it is, um, yeah. So yeah, I just I was thinking about that the other night and wanted to to find out.
1: Well, he's I, pushing seventy, so he's he's been coaching. No no signs of giving up. So right. I mean, maybe that little push over these next couple of years. What is he? What he does. From After this on, year, yeah. let's see what that legacy shows how that legacy shows out. So.
0: I have a follow up question for you. Sure. Um, just like kind of off the hip, off the hip here. Uh, My favorite. What? Yeah, and it's not like any like anything too in depth. I just want to know, as a C because you are a Seahawks fan at the end of the day. Sure. Would you rather the Seahawks lose out and get like the tenth pick, twelfth pick in the draft, whatever it would? I think they're sitting at twelve right now, um, and they're like the they have the worst. They they rank last of all of the 7-9 and nine teams, so I they think they're in that, like, 12-13 range. Uh, would you rather them win out, make the playoffs, lose in the first round, or would you rather and, – and get, like, pick 19, or would you rather them lose out, get an extra top 10, top 12 playoff – or a top 12 uh, draft pick that you could package with – one of your second round picks to move up higher if you want, or you could drop down in the draft. You could do a lot of things. We have a lot of holes on our team.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's the main point. I think if I had that 10th pick and we lost and we had the 10th, 12th pick somewhere in that space, I think it's more closer to 12 than it is to 10. Um, I'd probably trade out of it for more picks. There's room for
0: there. Yeah. There's room for, I think it can go up to like number eight or number. nine.
1: That four seed needs to be that dude from Georgia. Or three seed, I think we're at right now. We're at three or the, right the three now. pick.
0: But Chicago wins one. If Denver loses out and Chicago wins one game, they Denver's pick jumps to two. Okay. Which that might put you in the space where you're like, let's trade this thing for uh, like multiple first round picks.
1: I would keep that. I would keep the second pick. I'd still we would need. You? So here's what I would. We need, we need a receiver. Somebody that is a good possession receiver yes. um, because I don't think D.K. Metcalf is that guy.
0: When Tyler Lockett's getting
1: old. Yeah, I, he's making business decisions. I don't yeah. think he's long for this game. I think we need to improve our interior uh, offensive line. We need to improve our pass rush um, and then get some depth, especially at safety. Uh, yeah. Also depth at running back as well. So, yeah. But we can get some of those things in the later rounds. What we really need to focus on in that early round, we need if we can get – with the f- second, third, fourth pick, a big uh, defensive lineman, we have to that guy from Georgia. Especially, we have to take it. I think what you can do with a tenth pick, or a twelfth pick, or an eighth pick. If you get the eighth pick, I mean, you really have to. A lot of a lot of a lot of teams in need of a quarterback might be wanting to get up to that space. Yeah, that's going to be that Levis, you know, time right. t- you know space there. So. Yeah, We'll see how it goes, but right. we need, we need picks. I pick out, I, I drop out of the first round to collect two seconds and a third. Yeah. Like,
0: or a late first and a second or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, where are we turning out? Uh, take cor- corner take corner.
1: You I've mind? talked enough. I have no takes,
0: no takes. All right. Uh, my number one take did Nathaniel Hackett take the Denver job, assuming that Aaron Rodgers yes. was coming with him? Well, yes. so that's Russell, why they hired him. Well, yeah, and Russell Wilson it was just like yeah. the, what they had to settle for? Yep. That's I love it. Yep. I love it. I, so I was just thinking about that's that. Not, that's not a
1: take, man. That's fact. That's, that's fact? fact yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And then my other take, I didn't really do any—it it was Christmas this week. It was hard to even watch many games— um and Mike's looking at me like he Sounds knows like I was over here watching games like non-stop. <laughs> but uh you know it was it was hard to get a lot of work done on this, but uh I texted Mike at one point during the games on Saturday and said, "Um I'm convinced that pass interference is no longer a penalty in the NFL because they're letting them play for they sure." They're letting them play like you saw the uh I think the Washington uh Receiver Curtis Samuel just gets hugged in the end zone by, yep. uh, by one of the defenders from the giants a couple weeks ago. And there's just been, there's been a lot of really egregious. I didn't take the time to go find them all, but uh, there's been a lot of really, really egregious uh, pass interference penalties that haven't been called at the end of the game. And the thing that bugs me is that in any sport, if it's a foul in the first period, it's a foul in the fourth quarter, you know, or fourth, fourth period or at the end of the, the hand game,
1: fighting, so. maybe let them get, but a full on grab. Yeah.
0: It's weird, man. They've been letting them get away with a lot.
1: You know what sucks about that? Because Heineke, he wins that. He's fought, He's six two and one. Right. Beating the Jets. Yeah. He's 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 it. eight and six and one in the fifth seed.
0: Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it swings that's, it. That's, that's really a bad.
1: touchdown, or at least it's a pass interference with the ball on the on the goal line.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. All right. Um, good take. So yeah, what uh, yeah let's uh hit our diversity section and get out
1: of here, man. Yeah, I just have one. Um, I finally finished the victory machine, uh, the making and unmaking of the wires dynasty by Ethan Strauss. Wasn't a particularly long book, only 200 pages, but I just, you know, doing all this other stuff. I finally got, I wanted to get it done. So I can move on to the next one. Um, so this book was pretty interesting. It kind of went over the start of this whole thing with Mark Jackson and what his vision originally was. And the reason that they started there is because he was the one that was the coach when they kind of drafted Curry and Clay Thompson and Harrison Barnes, kind of setting up that core. They traded for uh, Bogut, Andrew Bogut, and they set up that core uh, for what became the Warriors that we know today. So um the thing with him is a lot of players. He was very like old school um, in the way that he liked to run an offense was, which was, give the guy with the hot hand the ball every time. So in that particular offense, it was going to be Steph Curry, hundred percent, because he was the one that can get his own points. He's a he's a dead shot shooter. It was always going to go through him. What happened was is it left out players like Clay Thompson, who isn't really good off the dribble. So he's a catch and shoot kind of guy. So if the ball's not flowing to him, he's not doing much on there other than playing, you know, defense. So the ball didn't flow well and they reached the ceiling that. And I think he was a pretty religious dude. Um, One of the things that he uh, had in his contract when he took the job is that he could still be a pastor in L.A. and work with his congregation there. Wow. So I don't know how he ran that, if they helicoptered him back and forth That's or whatever, but he still was there to do his uh, priest-pastor work uh, in L.A. So he's a pretty religious dude, and it kind of start to war on guys. They bring in Steve Kerr, and he just was like, movement, movement, movement. We're going to play D. We're going to move the ball around. If you watch them now, like Steph Curry's running all over the place, is, this is where Klay Thompson's career really turn, you know, took off. Yeah, Because he's that catch and shoot, it's just, I'm going to stand here. You can pass to me. I'm going to launch it. There was that one game where he hit like th- 10 three-pointers, um, s- scored 30-plus points, dribbled it seven times or whatever it was. Right. So that's that's the kind of game he played. So we went into that. Then they wanted to go to that next level with courting Durant and everything that happened with that um the whole entire team was like dude you need to come out here he decides to and immediately is unhappy apparently uh it wasn't anything that he thought it was going to be
0: Draymond it, seems to get in people's uh, rear ends a little too much sometimes too it seems like well
1: a lot, a lot of, of it place. he's just a very content durant is what i'm saying he's just a very contentious person from what it sounds like he just wasn't happy he was like not interested in anything anybody's um, opinion about how he was playing or anything like that uh, he's very contentious with the media just kind of like not listening right. like when they needed him to step up basically it's a scenario where the ball stopped moving with him he was such a transcendent player with that team and could take over the game Kerr just let him let him go and he hurt his calf. In that uh, rocket series where they were down three-one, and they were finally start were able to do that, move the ball around, you know, plays that they were doing previous two se- previous four seasons, or whatever it was, where they were winning championships, right. and they ended up pulling that um, season out or that series out, ended up losing obviously to the Raptors in the in the finals. Well,
0: and God, man, like that's what solidified Steph Curry as one of the greatest. Players of all time because he almost won that thing by himself after Durant and uh, Clay went
1: down. Well, Clay went down in the final game, right? So I mean it still, was yeah. it was already over by that time. But yeah, it was it was a rough time for them and everyone was having a tough time. Um, and the one one and uh, just this other kind of big picture takeaway I took from this is how scared the uh, NBA owners were when uh, the Timberwolves uh, signed. Uh, Kevin Garnett to a six-year, 126 million dollar.
0: That's when they put in the the rookie wage scale and all that. So they're all, they're and,
1: and the 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 salary cap essentially for um pl- uh for quality players like there's max contracts that you have now, and they basically set themselves. They wanted to protect it protect themselves from themselves. I guess they knew that they were just going to get into bidding wars with these guys. And we're like, this is way too much for us right. to pay. We can't do this, but we can't help ourselves. So let's put this max, you know, the ceiling in there on yeah. these players, it's such a weird thing to do, but it was a really interesting book. Um, kind of a look behind the curtain, if you will, on kind of an NBA season or an NBA dynasty. Um, this obviously was written well before they came back and won last year. So as I'm thinking this, so they, this that was a real cherry on top for them. I, you know, just all, it, all of it made sense about how Curry was feeling and everything during that time. So. Yeah,
0: no, that's great. I might have to borrow that book from you, man. You got it. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Um, I had, so I had just had two brief things. Sure. Number one, uh, I did watch the – I've been watching the in-season Hard Knocks. And I just loved that in this most recent episode, it's the you know because it's like pretty much real time. Are you watching what happened last yeah. week? So last Wednesday, um, they're showing it and they're kind of making their preparations for the Tampa for their, game, right? Uh, yeah, for right there. They, yeah, they were making preparations for the game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, and they uh, J Watt gets up and one of the team meetings and goes up. He's like, Hey, we have a sign-up sheet out in the hallway." Uh, It's for, you know, basically like how much money you're willing to contribute to like buy gifts for all the the janitors and the people that do our all the people in the office. It it was it was great. It was like very refresh He was very passionate. Like these people do make our lives a million times easier and make it easier for us to to, you know, recover and all these different things like we need to take care of them. So I thought that was really great. and, And, you know, J.J. Watts decided to retire at the end of this season and he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, man. I'm really uh, – I just appreciated that he thought First that ballot one. Hall of Famer, I would say.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the second thing, I came across this article on The Athletic. I'm surprised you – because you have the an athletic subscription too, I don't do, you? I do, yeah. I was surprised you didn't see it. Uh, it's called The WFL, Drunk Practiced Bounce Checks, and the Biggest Disaster in Professional Sports. I bookmarked the article on Twitter. By Jason Jenks. Yeah uh, fantastic article. I'll read it. Um, I don't want to give away a whole lot. So if, if you, if you don't have an athletic subscription, go sign up. Cause I think you can get it for like a dollar a month for, right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, it's just great. It, um, talks a little in detail about the craziness that ensued in the first season of the world football league. Uh, it talks about teams moving multiple times in the same season, uh, Bonkers. multiple owners, you know, teams selling from one person to another in the same season. Uh, teams could like banks were just like, we're not giving you any more money because they were just burning <laughs> through money. Um, players playing without being paid for like no plan whatsoever. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and just really playing for the, you know, playing for the love of the game. And, and a couple of the ex players said that that was, you know, at the time it seemed terrible, but like looking back on it now, they're like, I'm so glad I was a part of that, even though I never got paid or whatever, you know, like <laughs> one guy, uh, went it's on an to, annuity. Yeah. He went on to own a, uh, Oh, I'm blanking on the guy's name now, but he went on to own an um, Arena League, the Arena League team in Orlando for a mm. while, which was one of the most successful Arena League teams. And he was like, try, he was really like trying to bring in an Arena League or a NFL team to Orlando. And he was a former NFL player, but he, after the last game, the last championship game, I think it only, they only had two seasons. Um, the cops came in to to repossess their jerseys and pads and stuff <laughs> oh, in the locker man. room and the, and the owner was just like hey we won a championship like what the hell you know you have the pads we don't need them anymore and uh but uh, this one guy that so the guy that uh ended up buying or owning the Orlando uh arena league team stole like six or went in grabbed like six of the balls cause they had a uh, they were gold mm. with blue stripes instead of brown with white stripes like right. the NFL balls and so they're very unique looking he has them all uh, behind his desk um you know in cases behind his desk and he's like well I figured I hadn't gotten paid for six weeks I at least deserve six uh six footballs (laughs) but uh yeah and and it was funny they had multiple teams in Birmingham Alabama which seems like a hotbed for like alternative football leagues like because they they always have uh Birmingham's in the AFL now. and the, Well, uh, that's
1: that's one of the interesting legacies of these leagues, right? It really opened the minds of professional sports as we know it to expand into what we call the Sun Belt. So a lot of teams in Florida happened after that in the NBA and in right. in uh, baseball and in the NFL. So the South, we had a couple of teams in Texas that that came up. Um, I mean, who would put a, a team in Tampa if it wasn't for somebody proving that they, these teams could be successful basketball right. team in Orlando. It's just bonkers right. if you think about it, but that's the legacy of these leagues, the world football league and the USFL.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more.
1: All right. I,
0: <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, what else you got, man? That's, that's it. That's it. all I have for diversity. All right. Well, Hey, uh, like rate review, share this podcast, all that stuff. We appreciate y'all listening and Mike, take it away.
1: All right, Jeremy, As the playoff picture becomes more clear, I think it's the right time to give respect to one of the greatest rants in NFL history. On November 25th, 2001, Jim Mora had an iconic response to a question about the Colts making the playoffs. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just want to win a game.